Hi everyone and welcome back to Scotch Egg in the Bath. It's a podcast about things you like, things you hate, a spooky spooky yum yum, which is a little treat you introduce to the rest of the world, and a would you rather. My name is Guy. I'm Kai. And today we are joined by Will. Will, how's it going? It's going well. I'm good, thank you. Oh, that's formal. So, Will, tell us something you like. So I kind of struggled to pick something that wasn't just something everyone liked, and I sort of wanted to create a bit of debate, maybe try and win you guys over. And I know, I think at least two out of three of you hate these things, so I'm going to try and convince you around. But I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with cats. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Um, are we talking about the musical or the animal? <laughs> Uh, the remade film that starred James Corden and Judi Dench. No, um, the actual animal. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen the film. Apparently very, very good. Can we all have a vote? Um, I say no. <laughs> <laughs> what is it in particular you like about cats? I'm a, I'm a cat lover. and Please don't edit that weirdly. Um, <laughs> I just don't, They've got a level of confidence that I can only dream of. They consider themselves to be the owner of their owners, which I, people see that as a negative. I see it as a plus point. It's good to have someone put you in your place, even if they aren't feline. <laughs> <laughs> when was it you knew that you were you were first a submissive? Um, I, I guess it was my first cat. <laughs> um, that day it pegged me was really strange, but I learned a lot. Do you, do you own cats? Have you, have you got um, any cats? Uh, yeah, so I, I was I grew up as a cat person. We had I think we had like five growing up, three of which had one eye. Was that one eye between them, or was that? Um, <laughs> Uh, one, one each. One had one taken out, and then I think we went to get another one after that one died. And there was another cat with one eye. Went, okay, we'll go that one. And then when that one died, we rang them up again, and they went, oh, we've got one of yours. So <laughs> we were typecast as one-eyed cat owners. <laughs> I'm a cat person, but we've at the minute we've got a dog in the house and have been for like the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, I guess. So you still like dogs then? So it's not yeah, yeah, it's... choose a dog over a cat or a cat over a dog. Which would you prefer? I would, I would choose cat over a dog. I don't not like dogs. I'm aware that if you don't like dogs, you're just castrated from society. So I do like them. Wait, so hang on. You like dogs as well as cats. But that's only because of the crushing, overwhelming pressure of the majority. I'm very self-conscious, so I don't want to like ostracise myself too much. He's <laughs> very beta male, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Trump supporter? No, no. <laughs> my dog is. <laughs> Would you ever take your cat on a walk with a leash? No. Would you just take wanted your to cat to a busy restaurant? It depends if I've, if I've booked a table for it. I wouldn't bring it as an extra, but I mean, if I'm looking for a table of two, I haven't got a girlfriend, and if I had a cat, I mean, there's a, you know, so at least it's something to converse with. <laughs> I tell you what, a table for one plus a cat is way less lonely than a table for one. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking, oh god, I could, I could, I could do with going to Pizza Express. Hmm. I don't want to look like a loser when I go there. I should definitely bring my cat. <laughs> but the cat might have the fifty percent voucher. <laughs> so what you're saying is it's worth bringing the cat to Pizza Express because you might get half price on their dough balls. Yeah, I should point out I really would not bring my cat to a restaurant. I think it's fucking strange when people act like they're actual children. 
<laughs> I like cats because they don't like you. <laughs> that's my kind of relationship. Slightly toxic and furry. <laughs> you like cats mainly because of their low maintenance and their dominance over you as an owner. That's actually very well yeah, summed yeah. up. Yeah, perfect. Okay. You're a simp, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> We're edging towards that, aren't we? So, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be reluctant to admit that on Spotify. But Will you ever get one of those hairless cats? No, they're really strange. I like cats. I don't like them. They're, they're not really cats, are they? They're more medieval creatures. That... <laughs> Hang on. So anything pre the beginning of the Renaissance is a medieval creature and does not count as a pet. Yes. <laughs> okay, just to clarify. I have narrowed my, myself down into some very niche topic points here. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, there's those hairless ones. They're not really cats, are they? They're not like yeah. full skin felines. Great name for a band. <laughs> Let's take a vote on that one. You have not changed my mind, Will. I didn't really care for cats before. And now that I know that they're low maintenance and might hate me, uh, no, I'm going to go for a no. Not for me. No, cats are shit. Cats have always been shit. Cats will always be shit. No, no, no. Yeah, you never change my mind about dogs. They're always the first pet of choice over a bald feline. Foreskin feline. Yeah. All right, then, Will, you are 3-0 down at half time. Will, we've had something you like, and give us something you dislike. I am going to pick Tinder for the thing that I really hate. I think it's impossible to find love on Tinder. I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, it's quite hard to find love anywhere now, I guess. If you sort of hook up with someone, it's just basically disallowed now. <laughs> You can't, like Matt Hancock just burst out of a wardrobe with a taser shouting about support bubbles. Like if you just have <laughs> someone randomly now. <laughs> this is a side point. It's not related to my Tinder thing. Who would have thought we'd end up living in a society where fingering someone on a first date is a prisonable offence? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what are you in here, mate, for? Oh, well, I tried to blow up the Houses of Parliament. You? Ah. Oh got to third base <laughs> for some reason we're in prison with Guy Fawkes <laughs> sounded like Dean <laughs> beautiful I think that's just one of the saddest ever introductions ever when you said like I mean it's pretty hard to find love anyway and I'm like oh Will <laughs> no I just I, I mean, I've had it for years it's, it's not like I take it seriously but you know it's just another app you have to pass the time until you die um, what actually makes me hate is the, like the upgrade options and stuff. So it's like FIFA Ultimate Team, which we all know ruined FIFA. But you, there's like loads of things you can now pay extra for. You guys are all not on it, I'm assuming. No, of course not. You're on it either, are you, Guy or Owen? <laughs> no, no, I'm not on Tinder. <laughs> Coming, dear. <laughs> So I don't know, I thought I'd just read through some of the options that they've got now, just in case you've never seen them before. You can all pay extra for this stuff, by the way. So you can swipe right unlimited amounts. Um, you can super like someone, which is like a stalker's gateway drug. There's top picks, which is like a bit eugenics-y. But, I mean, the whole point of it is fit people get matches with other fit people, which is, again, quite eugenics-y anyway. So, but my least favourite one, they've got this thing called Boost, which like promotes your profile or whatever you want to call it for like half an hour. But there's also now Super Boost, which you can do it for like six hours, which costs like 70 quid. And for 12 hours, £125. And there is obviously no guarantee that anyone's actually going to swipe on you just because you paid 125 quid to them. 
mad isn't it do other people see that it's been promoted I think, I think as far as i know they don't like it's not like they don't play on your desperate oh <laughs> desperate i was gonna well. say like <laughs> it can be construed as like either desperate or like oh my god he's got a lot of money yeah can just... anyone seeing it they just go this guy's paid 125 quid an hour <laughs> sugar daddy do you reckon you can get cats on tinder you can you can like swipe and you get a cat and you're like oh well, yeah what do you like <laughs> oh. Well, like, I've got a 50% off Pizza Hut voucher. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you just fail at Tinder consistently, you just end up with a cat anyway. So it's like any game. It's really sad. Sorry. <laughs> Do you have any weird Tinder stories? No, that's the, I, so I, I, as I said, I've run it for years. I've never really taken that seriously. And it's no, no way. I mean, it's got me a couple of places, but not that many. Um, but I did look back because I remember saving this at the time. And I found my favourite ever bio that someone had written for their account which I can read it word for word. It's a genuine account as well. Um, so this is a direct quote. I love Woody Allen, which influenced my taste in men. Searching for intellect and the extraordinary, hopeless romantic. And I'm presuming they ran out of characters before they could write, I'm fine with underage abuse. <laughs> <laughs> my taste in men is like Woody Allen. Just really fancy my stepdad. <laughs> There was one that went viral a while ago. Here he goes. He goes, looking for a man to come inside me so I can wipe my goopy vagina along the floor and pretend I'm a slug. That, oh. that is a catch right there. It's not a catch. Oh, sorry, oh. the kitchen floor. Not just any floor. <laughs> there you go, Cassie. I hope you found love. <laughs> Will, if you jumped on Tinder now and you had a choice just between two women, the first is Woody Allen girl and the other one is the kitchen slug, who would you pick? I mean, I think kitchen slug, she's got a better grip on how a romantic structure is supposed to work. I don't think <laughs> and she has a better grip on your penis. <laughs> oh, God damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> um, if you um, could improve Tinder, Will, what would you do to improve it? Just ban really fit people from it, they don't need it. Get rid of the eugenic stuff. Just let the average people deal with themselves. <laughs> and it's a much more inclusive app. You seem to encounter a lot of um, eugenics on Tinder. Um, I've mm. never used Third Reich Tinder before. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's blonde and blue eyes. It's really weird. <laughs> oh, wow. That guy's won the Iron Cross. That's quite impressive. <laughs> Looking yeah. for a guy to explore Lieben's round with. <laughs> I say we take a vote on it. On, on Nazi Tinder. <laughs> Specifically, Third Reich Tinder. Right, uh, as a person who doesn't use Tinder or haven't used in the past, I don't really have much to say on it. However, from the extortive prices of all these boosts and perks you get for Tinder, I, I would say no for that. I agree with you. It seems like a bit of a stupid idea. I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm not really a, a fan of any dating sites, in all fairness. I haven't, obviously haven't used them in two and a half years, dear. That, that's, that's how long it is. Um, but I haven't used it in ages, and I, I just think, uh, yeah, um, they're just not good. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to agree with you as well, Will. Um, Tinder is a good laugh, but it's madly frustrating. But I think it's just madly frustrating because I can't afford a super boost. <laughs> Right, Will, so this is the part of the show where you tell us something weird type of food. So tell us your spooky yum-yum. So my spooky spooky yum-yum, um, isn't, it's not that spooky, but it's the thing I've been eating most 
um, since I've moved back home recently. And you think with having to access to more ingredients and cooking equipment and stuff back here, I'd be having a much better diet. But um, no, I've been basically eating prawn cocktail crisp sandwiches relentlessly since I moved home about a couple of months ago. And when I mean relentlessly, I'm talking like four or five a day. Good Lord, that's a lot of carbs. How much of a percentage of packet of crisps do you put in this sandwich? So I've been getting like, the shop down the road for me gets Simmons Delivery, which for our global listeners is a half a cheer bakery. Um, they do uh, bread rolls, which are fantastic. And you put one bag of crisps in a roll. And I normally have two at a time. Because I always have my crisp sandwiches with like ham or, or, or a certain luncheon meat on it. And I can only get like kind of three quarters of a packet on mine. So it was... It's always nice to have that little quarter of a packet um, for dessert, almost like a crisp dessert. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, maybe sprinkle it on top, top for the bread, like a little extra. Right, I'll be back in a minute, boys. <laughs> I'm not sure what the opposite of an erection is, but I just got it when you said lunch and meat. <laughs> the, like the roll's good if you can cram all in, and it kind of just crushes it all into one. Whereas if it's just sliced bread, you kind of lose lose it out the back. With a roll, it's much more contained. It's quite an upper-class crisp sandwich, I'd have to say. It's not really a crisp sandwich. It's like, um, you, well, prawn cocktail is quite an upper-class flavour, I would say. And then and then you've got a roll instead of bread. That's, um, that is proper, like, Hertfordshire. That is proper Hertfordshire. What can I say? I'm living, living the life. Will, going back to your prawn cocktail sandwiches, do you butter it? Do you put any ham in? No, just plain. Just plain. No, no butter. butter. None of that European right. shit. <laughs> oh. You have you have no butter in it. Yeah, I'm trying to watch my weight. That is the most. Said <laughs> 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 that's so serious. Oh, I, I can't imagine any type of bread without butter. So you have two crisp sandwiches, prawn cocktail in a roll for lunch. Let's say, why is it that you continue to have two or three more later in the day? Well, I normally have them in sets of twos. I'll have one at like maybe 10 o'clock and then maybe one at like four and then I'll have a proper meal. Otherwise I'd die. And then when I'm going to bed at about like 11, say, I'll take another two up. <laughs> Good night, mum. Good night, dad. <laughs> but it's scarily accurate. <laughs> Did you not want to bring a drink with you, William? That seems like a very dry sandwich. <laughs> no, I'm all right. I do normally wash it down with a can of Coke. But, you know, if I don't have it, I'll still have the sandwich. Your parents follow you up to bed, like, and, like with a Hansel and Gretel kind of effect to it, just with crumbs, like, up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, like, a mini hoover. All right, then, we'll take a vote on that one. Uh, for me, that is a spooky, spooky nay-nay. I like a good crisp sandwich. It doesn't need to be that dry. It needs something to lubricate the sandwich, and they're just it, it isn't there. So it's a no from me. I'm going to say no. I was a very strong yes. I was a very, very strong yes, in fact, Will, because I was excited that there was another prawn cocktail crisp lover because not that many people like them. Um, I was super excited until you said it was just bread and crisp, and I was not a happy boy after that. So I'm going to say no. Sorry, mate. I would probably have to agree on that one. The concept of a crisp sandwich, I can get behind. However, the no butter or no, as Guy likes to put, lubrication in the sandwich just makes it just not right for me and plus the consumption of four sandwiches in one day bit bit crazy on that one you need an accompaniment of luncheon meat 
lunch. <laughs> I've realised what I've outed myself out on this podcast. I said I love cats. <laughs> Rented against modern dating. Now I've just told people how many crisp sandwiches I eat. Like, if, if there's any doubt why I'm destined to be alone, I just need to really listen to this. <laughs> right, Will, give us a, a would you rather. Uh, would you rather forever feel like you're about to piss yourself but can never go? Would you rather be mistakenly out as a paedophile by the tabloid press? I'm being mistakenly out as a paedophile, which means I haven't committed any crimes. There was no intention there. But for whatever reason, the media has confused me, for some reason, with this poison face, with a pedo. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if there's no actual harm done, then I think I'd go for that. It would ruin my life, but I don't think it would ruin my life any more than always needing to piss myself. But you never would piss yourself. Yeah, but I think that's the worst bit. I think I would yeah. need a little bit of... I want a little bit of climax from that, but I'm just not getting it. Right. Does the public think that you're Peter? Do everyone believe it, or is it just a, c- a case of a rumour that the Daily Mail has I mean, out there? in the same way that they believe anyone else that was out with as a paedophile, even if it was mistakenly. So, yes. Is or this you defending say- Adam Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> I think he went for prison for that, Kai. Because he did it. <laughs> I've actually, I've got a special guest. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sunderland's own. He didn't do it. <laughs> Is there always that consistency of like always really, really, really needing to pee? Or if like someone punch you in the stomach, would you need to pee even more? I think, I think no matter what, it just stays right on the edge. It can't get any worse. Oh. It will not get any better. Oh. Man, You're always at the tough. brinkle of a tinkle. Brinkle of a tinkle. Okay, my final question for you, Will, is so if you did get out as a pedo, would it only be the British public that would know? Or would it be like and worldwide, everywhere you go, you go to Guacamala, Guacamalo, Guacamalo. <laughs> Straight away. As soon as I said it, I was like, that is completely the wrong word. That's the run. The Isle of Avocado. Guacamala. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Trinidad. So if you go to Trinidad, <laughs> will the uh, general public over there know that you're a paedophile or think you're a paedophile? Um, I guess depends on how many expats are there. But technically, I mean, no, it's the British media. No, it's British media. Okay, it cool. If you were portrayed as a, a paedophile, you'd always have that looming if you went to another country, wouldn't you? Like, you set up this amazing family, and then, like, they're like, oh, papa. I don't know why they're from... <laughs> <laughs> oh, papa. <laughs> I don't know why they're from the Isle of... I think the Wakamala. Wakamala. <laughs> That's where they're from. Um <laughs> In, in, incoming awful South American accent. Oh, Papa, I read this about you with the paper. <laughs> so African. Is it true you like to touch kids? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what is our little Isle of Guacamole child reading the British tabloid press? <laughs> he's, he's sitting there and he goes, Oh, okay, so now I have a look here. And oh, I'm, I'm a Sagittarius, says Mystic Meg. But also, Papa, he says you're a paedophile. <laughs> I'd be wondering, why did she go, Dad, why did you buy this paper of you on the front page calling you a paedophile? <laughs> Maybe stop buying it. <laughs> stop increasing the circulation. I, do you know what? I'd, I think I would have to go with the, the wee one that you're just on the verge of 
of needing a piss all the time. If you're born like that, you wouldn't necessarily know that that was not normal. And you just take loads of painkillers and get addicted and then OD and, and die. <laughs> <laughs> and you can piss. Happy ending for all. But as long as I got to see the world first, like uh, Guacamole and uh, <laughs> the Isle of Avocado, then that, that'd be fine. <laughs> I think I'd go for the paedophile one. Like, did you know when you're just dying for a pee during a school assembly and it's just, it just, it kills you and you think this can't go on much longer and it just continues, it pummels you down. It's soul destroying needing to pee all the time. Comparably, that's a physical pain, but the pain of everyone thinking you're a paedophile, I mean, you could just take painkillers, get addicted to them and then OD and die. Um, so that, that's how, that'd be my way out. <laughs> guy on this one. Uh, being out as a pedo, even though you know, you know you haven't done anything wrong, you can always move, you can go to a different island in the Caribbean. <laughs> and uh, most likely you can live your life knowing full well that you probably won't get found out. Most people who get put in the news get forgetting within the next two, three years of it coming out, so it should be fine. So next week on the show, we're going to have Kate and Jerry McCann. Um, <laughs> completely forgotten about. <laughs> Along with our good friend, Raoul Moat. <laughs> uh, Rolf Harris hosting, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys, thanks for listening. I'm glad to have you back after this long hiatus. Thanks to Will for being our first guest back in uh, lockdown 2.0 and giving us an insight into his mind. We found out that he likes cats, yet the Scotch Egg and the Bath crew heavily disagreed with that. He disliked Tinder, which we agreed with. Uh, spooky Spooky Yum Yum was a rather dry prawn cocktail sandwich, which we all agreed was an awful, awful choice of meal. And the crew would rather be outed as pedos by the media than be on the edge of needing a wee. I hope you all enjoyed listening and we look forward to seeing you for season two, episode two, very shortly. See you later, guys. Bye. Scotch egg in the. I love it. I hate it. I hate it because I love it. Scotch egg in the. Spooky, spooky, yum, yum. Spooky, spooky, yum, yum. Scotch egg in the. Go check in the I love it, I hate it, I hate it cause I love it.